11 minutes past two o'clock. Welcome back to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mir. And joining us this afternoon is Sadia Osmani. I'm so glad you're here, Sadia, braving the gloomy weather. Oh, you kind of said <laughs> and the cold. Weather. It's really nice. Oh. I quite like it. And I like the breeze and I like it slightly cooler. But then, you know, I'm I probably... thought you might. You're from the UK, so you, <laughs> you, you, this feels a bit uh, This feels a bit chilly already. Yeah, you've got a scarf on, you've got a sweatshirt <laughs> on, and I've just got a light, light top, and I'm just loving it. So it's cold it's in right. the studio. I'm okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you got for our listeners okay. this afternoon? Well, I thought I'd go for something because it was topical, and because last weekend I decided to go and see the James Bond film, No Time to Die. And it is, I mean, like, you know, when these films come around, I will always just go and see them, you know. And it ends up that, yeah, I go because, you know, I just, it's nice to go to the cinema. It's been after a long time that I actually went to the cinema. And I always, you know, my husband and myself always like to go to an IMAX film, which, you know, you get the effects and things like that. So, but it's a discussion I was I was having actually with my daughter and we were talking about the whole James Bond thing. And um, we kind of see it very much just like my husband and myself and we go and see it. It's just purely just entertainment, to tell you the truth. We aren't really, we've not been following it to a T in terms of, okay, Spectre, this, that, and what's happening in James Bond films. It's just purely entertainment. It's a day out, an evening out, and to enjoy a film. Do you enjoy the James Bond films? Yeah, I yeah. mean, I think we kind of like these action films. We, we, you know, I'll watch Mission Impossible and I've watched all those. I like Tom Cruise yeah. too. Um, and Daniel Craig, yeah, you know, he's all right. He is an incentive to go and see the film. Is Although, he a good Bond, do you think? He's a good Bond. He's quite cool. But I must admit that in this particular movie, I felt like... Oh, he's looking a little bit rough now. Oh. You know, in his roughness, he still did look very handsome. He still did look okay. But I thought he's aged a bit now. Like, you know, and I think... The pandemic has not been kind to no, anyone. No, it's not yeah. been... And, and I think particularly for this film, it, the pandemic has actually messed this up a little bit because I think uh, producers, directors have changed um, through the time and its and its whole release date has been changed a number of times at once because of the whole pandemic thing. Well, you'll I be glad imagine. to know it's his last bond. Yes, I know, I know. I'm not going to release any information. I don't want to spoil it for anyone who's not watched it. Yes. But it is quite a major significant film in terms of the whole Bond thing itself. But when I was just looking into it, as I said, it's just very much for me, it's just fun. And Daniel Craig supposedly was paid about $25 for it and and that was based on the fact that uh, if it did really well in the box office and things like that he might get extra bonus for it yeah. so uh, that's not bad going is it really 25 million dollars for one film yeah and he wears some nice clothes and i don't know how many cars they bash up i don't know how many cars are destroyed during the process. do you think they buy those cars or is it sort of a paid sponsor i mean i don't know how the I th- film industry I works think some of them some of the cars are probably made specifically for this film um not 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 just as a brand. I'm saying this off the top of my head. This is not from any legitimate thing, but I did hear something about it once that some are made specifically, and so when they're bust up, some of them actually, when they're broken up like that, they don't actually have much inside the way they film them uh-huh. and do things. But others are made specially for this, and they become. If they don't get damaged, they probably become collectors' items at some point. Because I know that recently there was a James Bond. Um, you know, they had an auction of some of the cars that were used, the Aston Martins and things like that. So it's a huge industry, and that's my basic argument in terms of I 
felt that it's just an industry where, you know, I go and see the film, I get entertainment. I'm not asking for anything else from it. But obviously you can argue that these big blockbusters, <clears throat> these big franchises, you know, they, uh, like for the likes of, you know, Marvel, Marvel yeah. and Star Wars, Harry Potter, James Bond, Lord of the Rings, um, and Jurassic Park and things, they rely upon those sort of faithful people watching them and same with the star trek series um that you know you've got trekkies you've got bondies you've got impossible you know mission impossible people who no matter what the film is like they will see it so this is when i was having this discussion um with my daughter she was saying that well i don't agree with it they should just scrap it anyway because you know what ha happens is that you know cinemas are just full because of these blockbusters and then the producers the directors who have got little budgets don't get to to produce their movies because like they just indie know films. No, yeah, yeah and they no only scope. get a look in if they win at some sort of festival. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Parasite, I would say that, you know, the Korean film that industry... was a great film, yeah. Absolutely. And it was a very low-budget film, but it actually brought some attention to the whole film industry. And we already know that the dramas and stuff are good, but the film industry can be pretty gritty as well. Some of the, the films that they're producing, and they are realistic. Some of them are very, you know, real major social issues that they're tackling. So you can argue that, you know, for the likes of those producers who are trying to make these movies, which are actually trying to, say, raise awareness of certain things, are they being just eaten up because of these big franchises that they just cannot succeed? Or is there a place in this world for everyone? They go sometimes on Netflix and they do very well there. Mm. But I wonder how much profit that they make from Netflix and, yeah. and you know, relying on that sort of release. Yeah, yeah I, I I don't know. Also, I've noticed that on Netflix, um, I don't know how these contracts and stuff work when you get a film on there, but even with dramas and stuff, you find that you're watching a particular one and that is, say, not available somewhere, say, in the UK. So and it, it really, disappears. It, it depends. Site. Yeah, I looked into it uh, recently, actually, um, and depending on uh, the regions, uh, they have different licensing. Mm. So I heard uh, Ireland and uh, Japan have uh, quite a, uh, have a lot of titles there because they have more relaxed uh, licensing yeah. uh, agreements. Uh, Hong Kong is okay. America has has, has a lot, but I, I I think Ireland and Japan mm, tops that list. Yeah, so I hear some people um, use VPNs to access mm. other regions. But I think Netflix is very clever in sort of detecting yes. where you are, yes. and you have to be very careful because you know that's sort yeah, of a, a grey area. Because you know you do search for them, and they do sometimes put this thing up to say you've only got till the end of the month to view yeah. this one. So you know it's just again it's another way of getting you to watch it in yeah. that time frame that they have. But and I mean, some are just on there for ages. I know, and you just keep seeing them, but. It's just like... And I some um, will only give... Uh, what was it? Um, so they don't have the Harry Potter series on Netflix, but they have the Twilight. Mm. Um, and then they have uh, Fifty Shades of Grey on it, but they don't have the two sequels on Netflix in mm. Hong Kong. It's very bizarre. Mm, how the they way, decide. How they, they decide. Do. Yeah. And you'd imagine a sequel, they'd have the whole thing, but... Yeah, yeah. I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, so really going back to, say, the whole cinema experience, for you, Noreen, what is it? I mean, when you go and see, when's the last time you saw a film? Obviously wow. with the pandemic, I know that certainly Hong Kong um, box office takings fell by 72% to, I think, Hong Kong 537 million last year um, because cinemas were closed for about 116 days. So yeah. you can imagine that just the losses 
But when was the last time you went to the cinema? I last went to the cinema uh, in uh, uh, December 2019. I remember this because I was in Australia and I watched Frozen 2. Oh, it was released there first. And that's like, you know, like almost two years ago. Mm. I haven't been at all during the pandemic mm-hmm. in Hong Kong. Because mm-hmm. it's just um, recently opened. It's not yeah, been that long. And it was lovely. I, I went with my, my, my sister-in-law, um, uh, my, my family, my nieces, my nephews. And it was really lovely just to enjoy the cinema experience through the eyes of children. And we did the yeah. whole thing the whole hot dog the whole um you know popcorn the uh, that's when you could exactly now the, you're not just allowed to yeah. even take so that must be a major loss too because if you think about the amount of money that is spent on things like popcorn and drinks and Nachos, stuff and it's extortionate yeah. stuff really it's very expensive like I mean, 30 bucks for a packet of Maltesers I'm seriously I seriously did consider <laughs> I should go on you know underground and I should just say hey do you want some popcorn <laughs> just when the lights go off and sell it much cheaper but I mean for you the the whole movie experience are you going there to look at the movie and say with a real critical eye to see okay who's the producer you know obviously when you're going with children and you're watching it as pure entertainment but like like me when i went to see the daniel craig film um, you know 007 i just it was just to see daniel craig <laughs> it, it wasn't even to see daniel craig it was just like action and cool it's just like and it's a very it's a british institution i think it's like maybe because i'm british i just think well oh, i have to see that because i like the dry sense of humor i like all the nice slick savile row suits i, I just want to see a bit of london yeah well so. yeah totally that that the entertainment experience and just going there and having it uninterrupted you know you're just going just to relax there. Yeah, and you know you can't pause it, you can't fast forward it, you can't rewind it, and I think that's so easy to do if you're watching it at home, pausing it, doing something mm. else, getting distracted. But it's exciting going to the cinema. I exactly. mean, that's, that's an experience in itself. Yeah, having dinner out, and yeah. gosh, I haven't done that in so long. Oh, yeah, I think you should. Yeah, you should. I mean, you should do that. So, so really, I mean, like. You know, going to the cinema and also whatever you're watching, whether we have an eye for it to be critical and then go and analyse it. And and I, I've seen lots of write-ups on this, but no time to die. And basically, you know, people are saying, well, you know, he was drinking a lot of alcohol. He's, he's a bit miserable and there's lots of issues that they're raising. So... To tell you the truth, I didn't even see all that. I was just watching it for the entertainment value. <laughs> Maybe I should be a bit more. When you critical. say entertainment, well, like just, what part? Just well, Daniel all the Craig. action, yeah, okay. right. But one thing, one thing I must say is that the one thing I found totally, like with all of the gadgets, with all of the action sequences, everything. Okay, yeah, I can take that in. I can watch it. I can be entertained, right? But the one thing I found really <laughs> difficult to believe, right, was there was this girl who is uh, an agent, and I can't remember her name in the film. Um, but basically she's this dark-haired, beautiful woman and he meets her in Cuba and uh, she's sitting in a bar and she's got this very sort of low-cut dress and, um, you know, she's not really big and buxom or anything like that but how she manages to sort of you know with high shoes she's managing to sort out a number of villains she's managing to climb around and beat them up and you know what? Nothing pops out now that is unbelievable. A double-sided I tape. can take all the cars, I can take everything <laughs> else and believe it, but for a woman with a with high heels on and a slit on the side and a very low neck which is which can move as you bend, <laughs> <laughs> frankly, I thought no, no, that's just impossible.
Now, the credibility went then, and I thought, no. Just go back on something uh, that, that we were talking about earlier, Sadia, <laughs> and that is the whole movie experience. So have you been to, um, so, I mean, recently you've got 3D films, mm-hmm. which I must admit makes me a bit dizzy mm. if when I watch films in 3D. Have you been to a 4D cinema before where they've got that, you know, the, the smoke and the no, bubbles no, and the scent? No, that sounds good, but yeah. I don't think there is one. Is there something like that in Hong Kong? Yeah, 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 oh. we've been to one in Hong Kong. Um, oh. I, the, the the one in I Square IMAX and I Square yeah that's four D so that's you... close now isn't it oh well that that shows how long I have not <laughs> been to the... because uh, now it's all moved to the museum the uh, art house the museum the IMAX so I remember feeling like oh it's so smoky there but it's oh, a whole sort of four oh, D experience yeah. I, I, I'm sort of on the line <laughs> that's sort of reason. well not... that would be I mean that would be quite and, interesting and the, and the chairs were shaking oh that would be really cool yeah yeah I'd like that purely for the experience because you know for me I just want to I just want to go out and have a break. I'm a bit, you know, if you think about it, that'd you know, be great for a Bond movie. As, oh, as yeah, the and then you get the water and the splashing, and then the, somebody gets a bucket and chucks water at you as well. <laughs> now that would be fun, and then the smell of all sorts of things. But, but I mean, you know, if you think about it, in terms of pure escapism, the, Bollywood is probably the one that takes the medal here because yes. at the end of the day, Bollywood films, you know, the Indian film industry is huge, and it is really about selling those tickets to people who seriously have an you know majority of the, the people who go to the cinemas there it is escapism mm-hmm. and, and these are formula movies with a bit of music a bit of dance a bit of romance a bit of villains so they're giving them a whole kind of gambit of things that like enjoy it just just make the most of it and then you go back to the reality of your life and that is i think you know for entertainment purposes that is probably what the movies really were intended to do we become quite a critical um audience and we go there and we think okay are we getting value for money is this good enough um are the seats nice is the food good but you know for lots of people it is just a, a break to get out yeah. and see something like great. what the theater was for many people yeah. and then the cinemas came along to replace that now unfortunately Netflix and you know but I think there's a revival I always felt that um, you know with videos and all sorts of things and Netflix that people would perhaps stop going but I think there's a there's an excitement to going to the movies. And, I think a lot said, of movies just go straight. Or maybe maybe I shouldn't trust this source, but Ricky Gervais was saying, I remember watching him, and he said, you know, a lot of these movies are going straight to Netflix mm, because it's mm. just a difficult climate. And Netflix for, is producing producing yeah. all of these. They've got the big budget <laughs> money because to, so many people are watching them to put to yeah. put these together. Because how many do you see that have got that Netflix original? Absolutely, you know. Da-dum. So I. I suppose you know it's just a whole industry but you know if you are planning on going to the cinema i think um no time to die has been on for a little while now so they're only uh, i certainly know that in kowloon they're doing one showing now in the um uh, in the IMAX and things like that but if you want to go and see it it's it's a good film it's worth seeing it because it is a little bit of the end of an era for Bond I mean he'll be back at some point another version of him will be back the other thing It'd I be suppose nice for some diversity like yeah I was just going to say that's just what James I was going to say well or, in or this Chinese or an Asian James absolutely Bond? in this particular yeah. one actually they did replace him because he was off in the Caribbean chilling out and a, a black Afro-Caribbean lady was actually 007 in London oh, and a lady James yeah, Bond and so she was there doing this and then he came and she basically handed the title back to him during the mm. film but maybe they're just trying to but 
you know, wean her into it or something or get people to see her in a different light. And also Money Penny is black in this. So, you know, are they doing just tokenism to get these people in to do this? Or will they actually choose? Uh, you know, we could have a Chinese one. We could have an Indian one. We half could have Chinese, half Pakistani yeah, one. Anyone, yeah, anyone, you know. But are they going to step out of that sort of mould that they've made and this whole British institution? But then, you know, Britain is diverse. Yeah. So we, I'm sure, could find a James Bond. So maybe me and you could apply for it. Or yeah. you know. I need to just shed a bit of weight and learn learn how to wear heels and, and just get that low-cut top or dress. <laughs> no, no i can yeah. do that, that it. <laughs> so i'll have to consider it at some point well sadia it's always lovely to see you thank you so much for your sharing and i think i've got the new james bond theme no time to die by billy eilish